All right. Canada Lore, back with us. Wait, where's Casey? Do we know where Casey is? I haven't heard where Casey is. I hope none of those crazy Twitter gators got her. Twitter gators? Have you not seen all the foolishness on Twitter with the, like, random gators? Guys collecting them in, like, like, their garbage bins and gators eating other gators? It's wild out there. I got you. Can we write the dad power of the guy with the trash can? I know. That he was even had epic. The, the dad, the dad uniform of socks and sandals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. N- no regard to personal safety. Nope. And then w- when called out, he just said, "You know, I got what do you say? I got kids to protect, or I got a something like that." He had yeah. some kind of great line. It's like, nope, this is what I got to do. Like, it's my house. Get out here, Gator. He seemed thoroughly unbothered by the Gator. He did, and like, not even like a broom, like nothing, just corralling him. We- which leads me to believe this is not his first rodeo. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this again. <laughs> What's his play after the gator gets trapped in the trash can? This is what I want to know. He just kind of leaned on it. And then I'm like, so are you going to like bungee cord it shut? Like, do you just throw it in the nearest river? Like, I don't understand. I think the gator's coming out of the trash can looking to escape. I don't think the gator's coming out looking to fight because, I don't know, the gator wasn't very big. I don't think it... That's big enough. Was trying, it was trying to get away. I think I think if he just opens it up, the gator's crawling out. And but where do you away. take it? Like, to the neighbor that you don't like? Like, where do you... <sighs> That's a great question. We need some Florida people to help answer this. Because like, it has... You're not going to put it in your car, so it has to be somewhere close enough that you can wheel... <laughs> I didn't even... I didn't even think about that. I mean, maybe as a pickup truck. I don't know, but. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, what if you just got a little hatchback? What do you do? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's Florida. I'm sure there's a number you can call. Of like. That's true. Like an animal control type deal. I've got this, and then I'm, this gator contained. I'm imagining like a middle-aged man in a cowboy hat and a bolo. <laughs> well, just like in jorts. He just rolls in on like a... Uh, uh, so like super rolls. troopers is what I'm feeling here. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Maybe like a, maybe his county t-shirt is like a cutoff. He's cut the sleeves off his county t-shirt and he's just rolling in with like a sleeveless shirt and a bolo and a cowboy hat and jorts. And sunglasses. That's... that's yeah. 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 Uh, that's, that's the wraparound sunglasses. That's, yes. That's the guy I'm imagining you call in Florida to deal with the gator. That's funny. I would yeah. my all-time favorite uh, dad move with animals is. Did you see the? I think it was Japan, where the seal jumped up and grabbed a little girl and pulled no. her into the water, and the old man jumped in and like wrestled her away from the seal and oh. pulled, like pushed her back up. He was like, I don't know if it was her grandpa or what, but he was like sixties. And uh, they were on a pier, and the seal like jumped up and grabbed this little girl and pulled oh, wow. her into the water. And uh, I don't know what it was doing. Like I don't, I don't think that's what seals eat. That's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> it is, and the and it was. I actually slowed the video down and timed it because I was so impressed. It was like one point two seconds was his reaction time. He's just like, go, gotta get in there. Yeah, I, I see this little girl getting yanked off into the water, and she goes like all the way into the water and submerged. And he just he hits the water like a uh, 
you know, like a missile and just yanks it right out. Oh, that have you not seen it? I'm going to, I'm no. going to look it up. We can, I don't want to see we it. Can, that would stress me out. The, the, the sheer dad power of this is incredible. Like so, it's, I need to tell, I need to out Garf for like lack of dad power. And I know you'll okay. appreciate this because you have snakes and you've dealt with snakes before. So I love okay. snakes, but I live in Canada and there are not poisonous okay. ones here. And we were out on the lawn and this little snake slithered by. And the only time I've heard this man scream in my entire life was at the snake. Oh, no. Like screamed and jumped back and then said snake. And then so I oh, started no. laughing at him and he was like, listen, I grew up in Thailand. There, if you get bitten by a snake, you die. Like, you jump out of the way and you announce there was a snake. So, like, to this day, even though he was, like, a kid when he was there, um, if he sees a snake, he's just, his instant, like, gut reaction is just, like, get out of there, announce the snake, and then he's like, all right, I'm in Canada. Okay. But to me, <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> anyway. All right, I, I just sent you the uh, the the old man versus the sea lion. Oh, okay. I'm gonna click it. Not to not to cause you anxiety here, but just oh, I already have the, anxiety. The dad power is incredible. Over the thought of it. <laughs> oh, this. I hate waiting for the ads. It makes the anxiety worse. It it ends well. I wouldn't send it to you if it didn't end well. See a cute little seal. I'd be leaning right over trying to pet it. Oh, now you see the like malice on its face. <laughs> He's plotting now. <gasps> oh. Okay, at least that was quick. I'm not as. Look at that guy. Look at that guy, though. I mean, is this. He just didn't even think about it. And I don't is think he, he's even he... related to her. <laughs> like, the mom just grabbed her and ran. Makes it even more impressive. Oh. Wow. That is wild. How could, I mean, he is out of the water quickly, too. Like, he is not so hanging fast. out. So fast. What did this guy do when he was younger? Is he like a, you know, sort of commando from the, from the, uh, is he special forces? Who knows? But, whoa, so <laughs> fast. That's impressive. I, we literally had no plan to do that, to, to detour into <laughs> no. videos of, Sea lions attacking little girls. But that confirms that my tombstone will probably say she tried to pet it. Because <laughs> you look at that seal at first and you're like, oh my goodness, look, it's coming. I want to feed it something from my bare hand. And yeah, now I know. <laughs> Don't trust the seal. <laughs> so you you like snakes, but you have the rats. I feel like you I feel like you gotta choose one or the other here as seeing all, all of God's creatures are beautiful. I don't have to choose. Okay, well, first of all, stop stealing my lines from the dating scene. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, you couldn't have a, a pet snake in the room with the pet rats, right? No, it would be unadvisable, for sure. 
Yeah, it'd be. I feel like that would cause rat anxiety mm-hmm. to have the snake in the room. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I want a pet snake. Like, I think they're cool. And, like, we always had the reptile guy that came to school. Uh-huh. In like elementary school and I was always like the first one to get the boa or the python or whatever around my neck like I think they're cool but I want mm-hmm. a pet that I can like pet and cuddle with and mm. I might get angry feedback but I don't feel like snakes are cuddly <laughs> sorry to snake owners that think they are yeah yeah we had to we just read carefully when I fought the copperheads a couple mm-hmm. of years ago Telling that, telling that story in the podcast of like, you know, I don't, I don't hate all snakes, but when, <laughs> when you do have poisonous snakes that are biting people on your property, that's a... Yeah, I love my family more than the snake. <laughs> Ac- action is required at that point. Exactly. So, all right. So if you, if you pay attention to the FSBT Twitter feed, uh, you'll see that we've been bumping some of Flora's beautiful paintings that she's been doing. Thank you. So tell us, uh, tell us what's going on. Are you got anything uh, in the works that's uh, about to come out? Yeah, I just finished a little show locally. A little shop um, invited me in for a pop up, and that was really great. That was my first like selling in person to people. Um, and then I've got a little mini like Christmas collection coming out probably the twentieth of October. Um, just cute like little Christmas trees and christmas angels still very like abstract but just kind of something fun and joyful for the holidays people can find your art at uh laurasmithbeauty.ca we will put that link in the show notes as i'm Thank constantly you. berated by my wife to put more things in the show notes like so. your own patreon <laughs> yeah. not if you guys ever know <laughs> You would you would think we would put that in there, but um, somewhere Casey is listening and is saying that's what she said. <laughs> All right, uh, okay. So if you've if you've followed Laura, you, you've you've seen some of the things that she's putting out, and uh, it does seem like you've been releasing a lot of new things lately. And I, I guess I'm just curious: is that uh, is that because of the pandemic? I mean, do you have more time to devote to painting, or do you? Do you feel more creative these days? Like, how? What's um, the interplay there? Definitely because of the pandemic. Um, the pandemic is actually one of the reasons that got me started to like painting. Because I just, I knew I needed some sort of outlet. Like, I work outside of the house only one day a week, so the rest of the time I'm at home with a two-year-old, and I needed something that was like for me that I enjoyed doing. Um, so I started painting again and really liked it and was just kind of sharing paintings that I was doing. And um, then people started asking me about buying them. So I've just kept doing it mostly for me, but then I share them with the world. And if people want them, they can hang them in their house too. Um, but I just, I don't know, the pandemic's been really heavy. And this is a fun way to just get stuff out. Oftentimes I like scribble words on the canvas before I start or like the underlayers of the painting have words or like messages or um, sometimes like little quotes, just whatever I'm feeling. I kind of put it out there and it's been kind of therapeutic. Your paintings make me happy. It makes me happy to look at your paintings. Thank you. That is the goal. <laughs> we need something happy and just joyful and yeah. 
I, I got to ask you too about having, like you said, your first pop up. What was I? I know what it's like for me as mm-hmm. as a writer to have people look at and critique your work, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say anything. What was it like for you? Um, it was definitely like I was surprised how vulnerable it felt in person. Um, because even posting it and getting feedback online, like a lot of it's from your friends, so they're gonna say yeah. that it's great anyway and and it's lovely and that's awesome but when you're just like you know have a little booth in a store and strangers are walking past and you're just like looking at their facial expressions or they stop and kind of make some comments and then notice that you're standing there like you're kind of getting like a true uh, reaction so it's kind of like it's it's nerve-wracking but luckily it's been really positive Um, and actually when um, there was an 11 year old girl that stopped by and she looked at one of the paintings and was like, oh, I want this. And uh, her mom was with her. She's like, can I get it with my own money? And her mom was like, well, if you really want Aww. to, you can. And she's like, yes, I need it. And then she looked at me and said, did you paint it? And I said, yes. And she's like, oh, like it was the sweetest, sweetest moment that like a kid, you know, in a shop full of lovely things would want to spend her money on that. And that like made my day, but then it's like, okay, sure. don't cry in front of this child. Vulnerable is such a great word. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like exposed. Whenever, whenever, it's totally being exposed. And, and I know this, you know, on this podcast, we make a lot of jokes about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This part's not actually a joke, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, I tell people when you do something creative, like when you write, mm-hmm. and when I write and I hand it out to people to look at, it's like I'm handing them like naked pictures of myself saying here mm-hmm. critique this mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's the most bare feeling I, it, it's hard to explain does that make sense no totally makes sense but at the same time i'm surprised because your writing seems to be like the matthew pierce persona right like yeah. like stephen colbert has stephen colbert and so yeah. sometimes you forget that like Matthew Pierce is really Matthew Pierce too. <laughs> like, so yeah, you are an author putting words out there, but when you read it, you're just like, Oh my land, this guy's hilarious. Of course he would put this out here. It's so on brand and blah, blah, blah. But you forget like, yeah. Well, the real Matthew Pierce is kind of a drag. So <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't buy the it. Persona, the persona is much more interesting, <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. That's, that's, I don't know that I would have, I mean, I would because my narcissism would take over at some point, <laughs> but I would be tempted to just walk away. Like if my paintings were hanging, were hanging there, like mm-hmm. it'd be so difficult to be within earshot and hear what people are saying. Yeah, it's really, and then like people like ask you on the spot about certain things. And I mean, sometimes it's just like, it's really just go with the flow. They're very abstract. It's just what colors make me happy. This is what this turned into. Like, I don't always have a set plan. And so sometimes people ask like really particular questions. I'm just like, I don't know, made me happy. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, but it was fun. That collection was cool because I just, I took things that make people happy I got people to just give me suggestions of like what made you happy this year and then I named all the paintings after those suggestions so it was kind of easier to talk about because people are like what is up with this name like you know I'll bring the chocolate chip cookies why is this vase of flowers named that and you could say mm-hmm. like oh well that's what brought someone joy that I know 
And uh, yeah, so it was kind of fun. I mean, you did a great job naming them. That's so much better than, I mean, that's such a great hook, though, to give it like an abstract name like that. It was fun. Abstract to someone, not abstract to you. No, but, but... yeah. <laughs> There's, um, I asked people their favorite Christmas movies and their favorite Christmas quotes because I'm doing like Christmas angels and what's killing mm-hmm. me, but I know I can't do it. So many people have like Die Hard, like the Yippie Kaye, Mother yeah. Effers, and like the National Lampoon, like Shitter's Full, all that. And I'm like, can you just imagine this collection of like angels and with the name like Shitter's Full and like like part of that just cracks me up but then the other part of me is like my mom would die so i can't name them that <laughs> can you just not name one my 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 <laughs> i will for you <laughs> no thank you i don't know how you i don't know how you get jimmy stewart's voice but <laughs> that's what i would think of so what do you do when you get stuck on a painting? That's my question for you. Usually I put it away and start another one. Um, and sometimes it's just a matter of a day. Like if I look at it the next day, something else jumps out at me. And sometimes it's just because I realize I'm trying to make it something that it's just not going to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so sometimes it just goes to the bottom of a pile and I work on something else and other times I just totally change direction or paint right over it. I heard that John Cleese wrote a book about creativity and I've been wanting to read it. I need to, I need to just go ahead and buy it. Mm-hmm. But uh, spe- specifically how it relates to me of just the uh, creativity and comedy, like how those mm-hmm. things, how, the, how the, they intertwine. Um, Cause I've heard him talking a lot about that of, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're not creative, then you then you revert back to just doing the same jokes that you've you've always done, and it never gets any better. Oh, interesting. Um, like creativity demands growth. Like, yeah, and and gosh. like a, like a jolt. Like you have to get yourself out of the rut somehow. And one of the things I've I've been hearing a lot about, I guess, reading about is is walking, hmm. of like motor activity of getting up and walking around and. Mm-hmm seeing something different like when you feel stuck and mm-hmm. in, in on a creative project uh, so that was one of the things that I did when I was writing the book uh, was like get up if I got stuck for an amount of time I would try to get up and walk mm-hmm. and sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't but, okay um, where did you write that, most of the time like physically where did uh-huh. I write um, almost all of it was actually right here uh, okay. at the kitchen table okay um and it would, it was really hard to write, like when the kids were around. So mm-hmm. I would just had to find little pockets of time mm-hmm. when maybe they were in bed or when Kendra had them out mm-hmm. to write. Do you, uh, do you paint with music? No, I am one of those weird people that I almost never have music playing. Okay. Um, I have to actively like think about like, oh, Corwin should have music in his life. I should put on some music. <laughs> Because I will just like happily enjoy silence all day. That's interesting to me because I have to have music going when I write. I don't know what that is about me, but I have to have music. I think that's more going. the normal way that people behave. If it, it feels like I, it feels like it would. I don't know. I don't know why it helps me so much. I think it's just like the emotional part of it. 
Mm-hmm. Like it engages me on a, an emotional level, but um, what kind of music the, do you have to have, or does it change it, depending? All, it it changes it depends on what I'm writing. Like if I'm writing something funny, I have to have something like upbeat mm-hmm. and sometimes something silly that I'm mm-hmm. listening to to kind of put me in that right mindset. Um, I don't know. Like it feels like that should mess me up with the lyrics that I'm hearing, like the too many words that I'm hearing in the lyrics with the words that I'm trying to write. It seems like that would mess me up, but I don't know. It doesn't. Nope. I hear a lot of, a lot of people do that. They've got something in the background, whether it's music they like or like a favorite TV show. That's just some ambient noise for part of their brain. And then they can focus better. Yeah. I would try to match up like the tone that I was writing with, with what I was listening to. So like a lot of the, a lot of the book was kind of stupid on purpose. So I would try to find like kind of stupid upbeat stuff like Family Force 5 or mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, like Blink-182 from back in the day mm-hmm. where it was just like real pop, pop punk nonsense kind of stuff. Yep. Um, uh, so, yeah. That's fun. Okay. <laughs> so now I need to reread your book, Listening to Blink-182. Okay. Listening to What's My Age Again on Classic. loop 500 times because the song is only like two minutes long. Yep. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have not pictured you as a silent painter. I would have pictured you as having something going on in the background. No, if anything, I'm watching like psych reruns on my phone while I'm painting. Mm-hmm. I have it set up on the table or something. But usually Corwin, half and half, Corwin's still up. And sometimes he'll paint kind of on the other end of the table or have his markers or he'll be like playing or doing something. And then sometimes it's more at night after he's asleep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So find her paintings. What was the website again? Tell Laura Smith Beauty.ca. Laura Smith. I always want to call it Laura Smith Art, but I have to remind myself it's Laura Smith Beauty. Yeah. The, like the website itself, when you go there, it will say Laura Smith Beauty and Art, but the, the domain itself is Laura Smith Beauty. And .ca, because I'm in Canada. She is in Canada. That's why you are Canada, Laura. Mm-hmm. And so everything's really affordable for you guys when you buy my paintings. Because <laughs> it's in Canadian dollars. So it's a steal of a deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do some, uh, let's do some random stuff. Let's, okay. uh, let's do some overrated, underrated. This is okay. our new new game we've been playing on the on the podcast so just bring some random things that you feel like ranting about that you love or that you don't love so So, as the guest would you like to go first sure i will go first uh my first is going to be a tribute to casey uh because we both share this (laughs) underrated buttered toast it's just the best (laughs) just white toast medium toasted (laughs) slathered in butter Morning, noon, and night, it's like the ultimate comfort snack. You don't need to get That's fancy, it. just buttered toast. <laughs> so I, I, I asked Casey this, but do you, I'll ask you, do you put the little sprinkle of cinnamon sugar on it? No. Just you're a purist when it comes to the buttered toast. I mean, I'm not against cinnamon sugar, but that's more like a treat. Like I set out like, oh, I want to do like cinnamon sugar toast but for my ultimate just need a little comfort easy snack buttered toast can't beat it but you said before though like carbs are your love language mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, I'm going to play off yours. I'm going to say, I mean, nobody's really saying that this is overrated, so this is not like a hot take or anything, but mm-hmm. um, even still, can we say that the unlimited breadsticks at Olive Garden, even today, are underrated? I am with you in theory. Okay. We do not have Olive Garden where I am. Okay. But we do I have places if... with unlimited breadsticks. Um, so I'll, I'll support you in my ignorance. Oh, just, all right. We'll say unlimited <laughs> breadsticks as a, as a construct, mm-hmm. not necessarily to one place, but I mean, are um, they like warm, soft bread or are they like a crunchy breadstick? No, they're warm, soft. Oh, see, so you, uh, you can't get overrated with a warm, soft piece of bread. And they're, they're a little garlicky too. Yeah. No, I'm going to support that. I would stock up on those and then take my whole meal as like a takeout. They're, they're, a lot of times they're steaming when they bring them out. Mm-hmm. You can't beat that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people like to hate on Olive Garden. Casey and I have gone over this before, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Like, if you're the kind of person that, you know, wants to tell me about how Olive Garden isn't authentic Italian. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like, that's fine. I get it. It's not authentic Italian, but it's as close as I'm going to get. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be. It can be its own thing. It can just be a place with warm bread that you enjoy. That's enough. Hey, listen, I know I know Taco Bell is not being prepared by Mexican chefs mm-hmm. in the kitchen. Like, I know it's a bunch of teenagers in there, mm-hmm. but I don't go there for authentic Mexican food. I go there because I hate myself, and it's 10 o'clock at night. And it's cheap, and it's good. Yes. It will hit the spot. Well, I know you're a you're a Taco Bell. I, I remember this from your earlier appearances that you're uh, an aficionado of Taco Bell. Well, aficionado might be a bit strong, but I do I do appreciate it. I think yeah, that was I would eat Taco Bell for breakfast for a week, no no hesitation. I forget what my alternative was, but that's what I picked. That's right. Uh, my dad is still my dad has not forgiven the the Pepsi Co conglomerate that owns taco bell oh. he's not forgiven them for for doing away with the toasted cheddar chalupa oh he uh he's he harbors a bitter resentment that they did away with that. i love people's food grudges that was my pin tweet for a long time <laughs> like i just i want to know what has hurt you like i know you had the lime skittle changeover another friend of mine the lime skittles like she's still upset about it like it's really interesting what people hang on to. So I'm filing your dads away. I appreciate that. Well, now that they're bringing the lime back, like, are there going to be people who are, are they butthurt over the green apple? Like, are we have green apple apologists now? Frankly, I'm disappointed. I preferred the apple, but whatever. I also don't buy Skittles every day, so <laughs> I'll survive. Well, did you know, I wonder if this was part of the marketing, like, so, or, I don't. I wonder if this was part of the decision or a, a, like a market test or something. But the Halloween Skittles, they have lime and green apple in the same bag. Oh, interesting. It's a strange... But how do you know? Is it just a gamble? Like they're the same color green? Do... I could go get a pack right now. I've got some in there, but they're they're different <laughs> shades of green. They are okay. That yeah. gives me comfort. Yeah, it's a strange palette. It's like lime, green apple tangerine raspberry and citrus that is odd that's a strange palette it is 
but apparently they know what they're doing though yeah i don't know, <laughs> or, I don't know. or we'll they see. didn't ask us yeah we still got the we still got the lifesavers when they what did they what did they do i, I haven't been in the lifesavers in a long time but they got rid of lime and then they brought in like i think they got rid of the pineapple too didn't they Oh, did they? I did like the pineapple lifesavers. They were like pina colada. Yeah, I can't remember. And it's really hard to find good butter rum ones now. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. They've got that's a that's a it's a very distinct flavor. Mm-hmm. Did you get the books at Christmas? The lifesaver books. I used to. Then my family pivoted to giving like the chocolate oranges. Yes. And. None of like none of my parents always get us chocolate oranges, and none of the kids like none of my brothers and sisters like them. But they just continue to give them every year. <laughs> Do you like them, or like absolutely none of you like them? None. Of, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike them, but I'm not a. I've sort of conditioned myself to pass the chocolate along to my wife and daughters. Yeah. And they're not a huge fan of them. Yeah. So. I think that's the same for a lot of people. They just became a tradition. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to take a turn or do you want me to keep going? Um, you go for it cuz you just that was like your rebuttal to my buttered toast. So you give me yours. Okay. Okay, I got a two-parter here. This is a mm-hmm. uh, we're going to stay on the carb topic here. Okay. I'm going to say overrated is regular ravioli. Underrated is breaded toasted ravioli. Breaded toasted ravioli. Yeah. So you got the regular ravioli, it's just the pasta and you serve it with like a wet sauce. Yeah. So like a marinara sauce. Yeah. But then the, the toasted ravioli it's like breaded. Interesting. I have not had this. I I had some bad ravioli. It was served in marinara sauce and it was really soggy. Mm. And I just started I you know, like what what do you get from regular ravioli? That is better than the toasted version of it. And I couldn't think of anything. I don't know why anybody would want the regular ravioli. If you're listening to this and you're a ravioli apologist, please, I'm I'm asking you, like, what? Why would you not want the, the breaded ravioli? Like, why is it? Wh- why why wouldn't you want the breaded ravioli? What's the texture like when you bite into the breaded ravioli? It's like a, it's like the outside of a cheese stick. Okay. It's like breaded and crunchy okay it's, it's like fr- it's f- almost fried but not not fried interesting and it doesn't get soggy within the sauce mm-hmm. like it holds its crunch or at least the yeah. firmness okay mm-hmm. interesting yeah, it's a te- it's a texture thing mm-hmm. yeah and then you get with like regular ravioli the breaded ravioli it acts as like a protective shell to mm-hmm. keep the uh like the cheesy inside uh, like uh, the structure mm-hmm. uh integrity Mm-hmm. If you just have regular ravioli, then you get like the busted ones and they're leaking everywhere. That's true. It's 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 a, it's a texture issue. Mm-hmm. I respect that. <laughs> Strange thing to rant about. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. But that's what we do on this show. You what? I said, but that's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what we do here. Exactly. Um, okay, to get off food, my underrated is the, um, sorry, I just whacked my microphone. To get off food, my underrated is the turn off retweets function on Twitter. 
golden yes. sometimes. Yes. Like, oh man. Sometimes things show up in my feed. I'm like, what is going on? And I realize it all has a common denominator. I'm like, okay, I like that person, but this is baloney. <laughs> what, have, what have I done to you, Laura? No, it's not you. And sometimes I have used it on authors because I'm like, okay, I don't need to like see the retweet of like every single person that's ever talked about your book. But usually authors are really good about that. It's usually like just nonsense stuff that I have to turn off the retweets for. That's a, that's a struggle. It is a struggle to not retweet every mm-hmm. time somebody says something nice about you. Mm-hmm. I get it. But it, it also is super annoying, too, when it's like, all right, that's like the fifth one in a row. That and just... that's when it is, when it's like you've re- read 10 in a row, like your whole screen now is just all retweets by the same person. Then I'm like, OK, you've crossed a line. Yeah. And honestly, like sometimes people just retweet like a lot of political stuff. And it's yeah. Like, I don't really care. I don't really care. Yep. And I get all the I, American political stuff, and I'm like, I, I extra double you, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all get yourself sorted out. <laughs> I can't. Let, let me know if, if it's somebody in a red tie or a blue tie. That's all I care about. Yeah. Do you need an emotional support Canadian? I'm there for you, but I'm turning <laughs> off your retweets. That's I love totally it. Fair. It That's saved totally my, fair. my Twitter experience. Yeah, I was going to start to talk about politics, but I just don't care enough. So <laughs> I was going to try back in the day. I used to do a Sarah Palin impression uh-huh. and I was going to try to surprise you with my bad impression of Sarah Palin reading one of your reviews and I couldn't I couldn't do it. I've lost my skill. I'm really Please practice this. Please practice this, and you don't even have to do it live. Can you practice it and just send it to me? I will. I will practice okay. it. I was actually today like watching the old Katie Couric interview, trying to get it, but I kept going like Southern instead of Alaskan, and uh, yeah, I'll practice and I'll do it. I've got the review all picked out that I would do. Okay, if there's got to be a duet, uh, a duet possibility here. Like, who would you? Who would you like if you can recover the Sarah Palin voice? <laughs> what what scene like what scene partner would you like to have? Oh gosh, I don't know. No idea. Who would Sarah? Oh, just think about it. Just think about. It. Well, there's got to be some possibilities here. If we could create a scene, yeah. With um, I don't know Sarah Palin and Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey discussing <laughs> policy. <laughs> they would both understand more than her. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey trying to ask Matthew McConaughey asking Sarah Palin if she'll be his running mate to be Texas governor and like oh, having no imagine. clue that no, no clue how that would work. He doesn't understand that, you know, yeah. she doesn't live in Texas. Yeah, all right. I can't, I can't do it right now. Oh uh, yeah, that allergies. could be fun. Okay, I promise. Let me, let me get over. Let me get over these allergies, and then I'll bring up. I'll bring up Matthew. Okay, it's a bad allergy season this season. It is. It's killing me. Like it's killing me. I've been coughing like all week. It's awful. 
I think that's part of, we were talking earlier about just being really tired. Yeah. My allergies were really brutal this week. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. So how about overrated? Mm-hmm. Uh, in honor of Casey, let's do a sports ball one. <laughs> totally overrated. Hey, can we stop replaying injuries in slow motion during football games? I'd be okay with that. Who wants to see this? Like, who wants to see somebody getting folded up like a I know. like a folding chair, you know, at a church afterglow? Like, I, I don't, I don't need to see that. Just tell me, just tell me, like, ooh, it was bad. Like, mm-hmm. tell me, tell me it was bad. I don't mm-hmm. want to see it again. Says the man who just made me watch a child get abducted by a seal. <laughs> No, I'm with fair, you. Fair I don't. Point. I don't want to see like them in pain or like you know, blood spatter. Blah. No, yeah. I don't need that. Oh. Hmm. Do you find because you play sports, then you picture yourself like, oh, if that happened to me, like, do you put yourself in that? Is that why it's worse? A little bit. I mean, I, like that is part of it. I'm just thinking like, oh, because as soon as somebody gets hurt, I start imagining like what the like what the length of time is going to be before he can play again. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, Oh man, like he's going to, this, this is going to be the last time for like you know, six months. He gets to put on a uniform. Like, right. That's really sad. Yeah. Um, but also like, Oh, his, his leg is just barely hanging on right now. That's, yeah. that's gotta hurt too. <laughs> yeah. Blech. Yeah. Gross. Very gross. Yeah. All right. What you got? All right. It's my turn. Um, okay, my last underrated, uh, I want to shout out single friends as like old, uncool, married with children. I love my single friends. I love being around people that have stuff to talk about that isn't (laughs) child related. And I love people that love my kids, even though they like have no genetic requirement to love my kids. Like our single friends are really special. Mm Hmm. They're definitely underrated. Good point. Cosign. Cosign awesome. on that one. All right. Uh, can I go overrated? Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about maybe grass is a little overrated? <laughs> Specifically lawns. Like, who decided that we have to have lawns made out of grass? I know. What's... So... I don't know what the, the lawn mowing season is in Canada. It's a solid eight and a half months down here. Oh. I mean, it's like late February to, you know, October, early November, somewhere in there. That's brutal. It's a solid eight and a half months or so of cutting the lawn. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, I mean, obviously it's nice for the kids to play on after you get the grass cut. Mm-hmm. But who decided this? What's the benefit of having grass in front of your house? I know. I'm with you. What, what about what about artificial turf? Like, could we not just put some artificial turf down and never have to worry about it again? Did you see the woman, though, that she did get artificial turf and then, like, the crazy, crazy heat, like, literally it caught on fire? Like, her whole lawn just, like, burned oh, and geez. melted? <laughs> I feel like that was probably in Alabama or Florida that that happened. Probably. Or, or uh, Arizona, maybe. Can't remember now. Yeah, <laughs> where there's no water ever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I want to say that. Oh, I love sitting out on the lawn, and but there's bugs, and it's annoying, yes. and there's maintenance. And, yes. Yeah. 
So every once in a while I see these pictures of people who have turned their front lawn into like a like a gravel or like a like a box garden where yes. they just have like the, the they have like that pea gravel and and yes pea gravel in boxes and mm-hmm. the whole thing that's what it is mm-hmm. it's like a raised garden surrounded by pea gravel paths mm-hmm. and it looks it looks freaking awesome <laughs> I like it the look great. of grass I do like the look of it but uh, I don't like the effort required. What's the mowing season in Canada? Like, what's what's the length? Definitely shorter than yours, because um, we have snow. <laughs> so our lawns are buried, and then they're like just a muddy mess until like April, May. You can probably we probably don't mow until June. There's a big trend here now where you try to like save the bees, so you don't mow. I think it's either until June or yeah, so you skip all of May. So we didn't start mowing till June. Oh, until we give them more wildflowers? Yeah, let them get all the dandelions and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So then everyone's lawn is just covered in dandelions and looks like a mess. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, I've got an overrated. Uh, playing with your kids. So overrated. <laughs> okay. I like sitting games or like tricking them into thinking you're playing with them like Corin's really into like fake restaurants now so he'll want to make me food and he'll go in his little playhouse and tell me to order it and I'll just sit on the swing set and then say like no it's delivery and then I make him bring it to me so I don't have to get up <laughs> it's awful training him to do DoorDash mm-hmm. very good mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I get it I get it Sometimes you uh, like the idea of playing with your kids is really good, and then when mm-hmm. you get like into it, it's like oh, um, you find yourself checking your phone, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, no. yeah, we're, we're just gonna do this. We're gonna make the same block tower and knock it down ten times. Yeah, or like you actually try to play. Like he wants to play chase with his cars or something, and everything you touch. No, not that one. No, this and like, okay, well you're not letting me play anyway. <laughs> so can I just go over there? <laughs> and then you feel like a bad parent but it's like uh, just (laughs) fosters independence it's a good thing I get it this is the thing with like only one child because then you are their entertainment you can't like just go play with your sister or go play with your brother Hmm. well I mean you guys know what you have to do that ship has sailed (laughs) (laughs) All right. Because the flip side uh, is I don't have to settle squabbles of siblings. Well, this this is true as well. Mm-hmm. This is true as well. Mm-hmm. All right, I got a uh, I got a two parter here. Okay. So I was watching some old Saved by the Bell mm-hmm. uh, episodes, and listen, we've talked ad nauseum about Saved by the Bell mm-hmm. on this show. I just want to touch back on this two parter here. I've made my thoughts clear on Mr. Belding as a comedic actor. I feel like he's just not funny and they didn't write him very good jokes. Mm-hmm. So maybe overrated as, as a humorist or as a comedy guy. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a little underrated as a serious actor though. Anytime he had to get serious, anytime it called for him to be emotional support for Zach, like that dude is just nailing it. 
he is just nailing every scene when he has to be like the emotional backbone of the show. And then they and they have always have to slip in some stupid joke with yeah. a stupid laugh track and it and it ruins it. But up until that moment, when he's playing it serious, he's actually really good, in my opinion. I you know what? I I think you're right. I wanna go back and watch, but you're right, like he's not like schmaltzy or fake in those serious moments. The the uh I think the the best example of this is the episode was it the two Mr. Beldings or something where his like skeezy younger brother oh, comes I in. I vaguely remember that. The younger brother comes in as like a substitute teacher and is just doing s- stuff that would get him expelled and prosecuted mm-hmm. if he was doing it in 2021. <laughs> but he's the the cool teacher, and then he flakes out on the kids because he you know there's a, a girl or something and he's. Mm-hmm. He leaves all the kids hanging as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And like there's this great scene of Mr. Belding uh like coming to the kids' defense. And it's a real kind of tense, serious scene and, and he's just killing it. Like he's just mm. killing it. And then, you know, they, they always ruin it because they always try to turn him into like the, the dad joke guy. Yeah. And he he does bad jokes, but they're not even like good bad jokes. They're like really forced and yeah. awkward. And it it's just, it never the, the jokes never land with Mr. Belling. Has that actor done anything else? I don't think he's done much of anything. Like I think he. I don't think he has either. I saw a couple of years ago that he was doing like a bar tour or something, like just making appearances as Mr. Belding, oh, so like wow. people would come up and get their picture taken with him. Um, he's done like cele- like pro like appearances in pro wrestling. Okay. Like as Mr. Belding. I wonder it's if he's just, on cameo. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. You could get like a heart to heart chat with Mr. Belding. I had one of my best ideas was a reality show, you know, cause Screech was, uh, you know, nobody liked him. Like none of the cast liked him. He was like the outcast from the rest of the cast. And my, my great reality show idea was that Mr. Belding goes to save Screech in real life. That, like you just follow Dennis Haskins like as he goes to Dustin Diamond and like becomes 100%. his life coach. Hundred percent like, would be like totally invested in that. And brings him like get like takes him to rehab and, and yeah. gets him like straightened out and then brings him like one at a time, like brings him to like the other cast members of like, all right, let's talk about let's talk about where things went sideways, mm-hmm. you know, screech, you you know, you say your piece. You know, Slater, you say your piece, and then just like mm-hmm. building, like brokers the the reunion between all of them. That yeah. would have been really cool. Yeah. So. Brilliant. Anyway. All right, you got any? Uh, you got anything else? Um. No, I think that was all mine. So go for it if you've got a couple more. I mean, I think like I think that's probably where I need to. I think that's probably where I need to end it there, with Mr. Okay. Belding. Mm-hmm. Um, what was what would the name of that show have been? Saved by the Belding. Oh, that is good. I was just like instantly just went like saving Screech, but that, well, either yeah, yeah. Because you know really there would have been there would have been some really, I mean, there would have been some tearjerker moments there. Oh yeah. Full of poignant moments, and, and Belding like comes in, or yeah, he comes in dressed like Mister Belding and like the suit. 
Yeah. And then there's got to be like uh, oh, Screech is having his 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 uh like his big emotional breakthrough. Mister Belding's got to give like a like a like a twist on the hey 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 what's going on here? Yeah. You know, because he would always bust in and say that no, he's got to do it serious now. He's got to like hey hey hey, what is going on here? You can see it. Now, would there be a narrator? Like, who would narrate this? <sighs> Great question. Um, well. Or does it need one? I, I mean, w- I don't. Maybe Belding narrates it. Maybe it's like mm. him telling the story of like. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just talking to the camera. Maybe yep. it's got a little bit of uh, like the office or parks and rec element where they're mm-hmm. talking to the camera and the camera's just following them because you know all the cast members like they wouldn't care if they're on camera they yeah they grew up around cameras yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be performing as long as there's a camera in front of them mm-hmm. but well it was too late for screech but i don't know that maybe, you could, maybe you could i don't know i'm sure people would watch that if if it was it could just be other celebrities. Like, just let, let Mr. Belding just go try to rescue people. Mm-hmm. Let, him, let him go rescue Brittany. Get Brittany out of her conservatorship. Oh, seriously. Maybe he could step in because her dad's no longer... Her dad got fired or removed or whatever. Maybe he Mr. Could... Belding is the new conservator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plot twist. Mr. Each, each episode, he has to go save somebody. Like, Mr. Belding saves the SBC. Mm-hmm. He's the He's new, new president. president. <laughs> that would be incredible. I would love that so much. Uh, I love it. I'm here for it. Alright, so I am looking forward to the Sarah Palin. And when our when our allergies clear up, uh, maybe we'll get some Sarah Palin and Matthew McConaughey scenes going here. That would be good. incredible. I would love that so much. <laughs> awesome. Okay. We'll make it happen. I'm like, can you just imagine this collection of like angels and with a name like Shitter's Full?